and zip lock that Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap I remember nights, I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right Favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Hey, now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper. The absolute truth, yeah, no joke. Who me? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Trap Draw Podcast. My name is Randy. I am joined by Mr. Tron Carter, TC. Good afternoon. How are we today? Hello, big. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just out here trying to avoid succession spoilers. Oh my <laughs> god. Daily. I don't. I don't like watching until there's at least four or five in the season in in the can. So. Oh, that's right. You're waiting. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen week two yet. I've I've just been tied up, and uh, so I, I'm avoiding week two spoilers. But yeah, I will. I will do my. I will do my part to not spoil anything. TC for Thank another you. several weeks. Uh, Tron, our our guy Nate Monroe. He's talking about the Jacksonville trash oh. situation. What what can you tell the people about the trash situation going on right now? As far as I know, at least in my neck of the woods, Jacksonville Beach, South Jacksonville Beach, um, Neptune Beach, even Ponte Vedra, the trash is being picked up. Uh, it's not accumulating on any curbs. However, however, they're not doing recycling. Oh my so gosh. Even if you put stuff in that, which I know that's kind of a dirty little secret of, you know, a lot of different places is even when you put stuff in the recycling, sometimes they just take it to the dump anyway, instead of sorting it. Like, I don't want to I, tell anybody that Santa Claus isn't real or anything like that, but you know, everything that you recycle, a lot of it doesn't get recycled. I know uh, my sister's going to hate hearing that. She is, she's tough. a, she's a recycling champion. Yeah. And I respect her for that. Uh, you know, and then uh, I think, you know, yard clippings, at least in our neighborhood, they have been getting picked up and I want to applaud, you know, I think overall, like when people put a, an old TV or, you know, an old piece of furniture or something like it typically gets picked up uh, every Monday. So I haven't seen any lapses in that, um, but we're continuing to monitor as always. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Um, gosh, where, where do we head? Maybe some NFL reaction. I know I, talk to me, you know, one night removed from the Sunday night Niners game. Are, are we sleeping any better? I, I, I have some of your concerns been alleviated with regards to Shani and the Niners? Oh, no. In fact, Shani just uh, just said Garoppolo is going to start again this week, which is, is a disgrace. They should start Sanu. Uh, <laughs> Sanu is the best quarterback on that roster, yeah, hands down. Or bring back the cucumber. I have zero confidence in, in, in Jimmy at this point. He's making Shani look bad. Shane looks better today than he did than he did on Sunday night, though. You know, after seeing some of those screenshots, you know, Niners <laughs> Niners fans have gone to the tape. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a it's a tough tough situation right now. I thought maybe they should tank. Should they just tank this year? At this point, yeah, probably. Do they even yeah. have their first round draft I don't think pick they have their next pick, year? Though. Yeah, oh, that's right. <laughs> that's tough. Oh God! Um, like I guess what I don't understand about the whole like drafting a rookie QB thing is like the whole deal with getting a rookie QB or a you know young controllable QB for four or five years is that like, you don't have to pay the guy for four or five years, you know. Right. And, and, and so when you burn one of those years for a super developmental guy, I struggle with that, right? I right. I I never really understood the Trey Lance 
thing from the start. Uh, I get that he's got physical tools. Um, I, I don't know. This, this is a bit second guessing because I didn't love Mac Jones either. But if, if your plan is to truly bring in a rookie quarterback with an already established roster and try to, you know, milk those first four or five years uh, with cheap QB play, it would seem like Mac Jones would have been the guy. He, he's more plug and play, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's, it's definitely, uh, and you know, he's, he's, he's treating Ayuk like, he, you know, put him back at the kids table. Same thing he did with my man, Dante Pettis. Oh, Dante got uh, done dirty, you know, and, and then just the play call, like, and, and I know, you know, Pooch is like, Oh, it's not the play calling something. Well, you know, at some point, like he's the, the, the opening drive scripted was wonderful. And then that three play drive where they, they kept rolling Jimmy out on the bootleg in the second half, that was awesome too. And then other than that, like everything looked so disjointed and, and it, you know, it was like very schizophrenic, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So the, the defense looked terrible. I mean, I, I was all over push preseason. I said, they, they got no depth at corner and, and, or the depth that they do have, it's a bunch of guys that frequently get injured. Like, right. uh, Verrett or Verrett or however you pronounce it. So I don't know. And, you know, I'm taking solace in the fact that Justin Fields stinks. Uh, he I, is I who we thought too. he was. Yeah, he, he is who we block. thought he was. Exactly. Nagy, Nagy's clearly like the worst worst coach in the league, but but Fields is is you know is exactly who we thought he was. He's he's an Ohio State quarterback. That's exactly right. He's he's been overly programmed. No feel for the position. He stinks. I, Zach Wilson stinks. He's never going to survive that New York situation. Um, who, who else do we need to throw under the bus? I, I think you need to. I think you need to apologize or be downgrading Jamar Chase. I I would like to get on the record with this. I never once be downgraded Jamar Chase. But he wasn't I, generational. No, I was simply. I did say that maybe. <laughs> For that, I apologize. Uh, I. I I was elevating Devontae Smith, the Slim Reaper, the Nebish Reaper, because I think he is fantastic, but he's not hes not showing off all his skills in Philadelphia. Which, speaking of Philadelphia, I don't know if you saw last night that uh, Nick Sirianni said they're, they're doubling down on dog mentality. Dog, yeah, which I said, I, I think I'm going dog mentality rest of 2021. You don't even like dogs. You hate dogs. No, but I dog mentality. Got to have it. I'm... I'm I'm bringing in a dog mentality. I'm riding with the dog mentality. Are you a killer then or not? No, I don't think you're necessarily a killer, but you, you for sure then are a dog. Okay. Uh, TC, my Denver. No, hold on. We got to talk about you. You alluded to Jamar. We got to talk about the Bengals. They are, they are frisky. TC. Jesse Bates 3.0 is back. They need to pay his ass. They need to make him uh, happy. Nixon needs to get get super healthy. Offensive line looks better than expected. Uh, you know, imagine what happens when you can throw the ball down the field. It's it's amazing. And people can't put eight in the box. You know, Burrow looks like a superstar. I mean, top five quarterback. Maybe maybe by the end of the year. I mean, maybe right now. Uh, the 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 swagger and the confidence and the leadership that he brings to the organization, it's truly exciting times for the Bengals, which um, feels a little weird to say. You know, it, it, something surely awful will happen this next week. But uh, for right now, it's it's amazing. Uh, I think we can take a victory lap on Tua. 
Tua clearly stinks. Tua stinks. Tua like stinks. On that block. He yeah. Looks like, he looks like an upgraded version of Teddy Bridgewater or, <laughs> uh, or like Matt Castle, you know, um, just throws a, throws a really, really bad ball and, and looks like he's, he's trying really hard when he throws, like putting a lot of energy into it. Yeah. Uh, Let's see what else. Uh, my Falcons, Art Smith's doing a great job with a dog shit roster. Like, yeah, they they're not playing great teams, but they're still, you know, they're they're playing better than than their talent level. I think Win, wins are wins. Wins are wins in the NFL. I'm, yeah, yeah it's any anybody can beat anybody any given Sunday. So I, I think any win is cause for celebration. For, you know, who knows what Urban did on his bye week? TC, I need to ask you about how how do you feel being. Um, all these, all these aggregators and weird sports blogs were were citing you, yeah, uh, as Black Sports Online. Um, you know, there was, uh, yeah, uh, you know, all sorts of of sports gossip. Uh, yeah, I, I feel super confident in my sources. Uh, I'm also told that you know internally the the Jags have looked at they they have some pre- preliminary lists of of potential replacements. Hmm. Uh, Urban's been beating his chest a little bit down here, coming out of the bye week, saying that it looks like a <laughs> different team. That uh, you know, no more excuses. Like they're, they're ready to roll now. So we'll see what happens, man. That's exciting. I think. Well, I think one of the blogs referred to you as London-based businessman, which uh, yeah, and by that my, brought a smile my to my given face. Name, Todd yeah, yeah, yeah. Full, full government. What a world. What a world. Yeah. So, uh, I, I know yeah. you must be buzzing. Of like, 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 like how much these, these, all these outlets quoted me and sourced me without, you know, ever reaching out to me or anything like that. It was, it was very, very, uh, almost terrifying. Yeah, of like, Hey, fun. you know what? Like, like sort, source your shit, you know? Yeah. It's fun. It's fun to see how the sausage gets made. Um, DC, are you buzzing for the Braves in the world series? Randy, I have not watched a single game this year. My mom was stoked. She, she was down here this past week with my dad, and they were, they were like, "Oh, you know, the Braves are on like eight oh six or whatever." I, mom, I do not care. I, you know, college football's on, or I'm, you know, I'm gonna take Freddie to the pool or something. You can, you can, you can watch the baseball. You can have the baseball. Would please tell Peg nothing personal, but I'm. I hate to say this. I'm not rooting for the Astros, but I'm rooting for my guy Dusty Baker to get a ring. I, I know you don't like Dusty. I know we disagree on this. I, I know. I th- God, I think that's one of your, your worst. That's, that's just a bad take. I love Dusty. Dusty's great. He just like the mask and the toothpicks and all the bullshit. He did really well in Cincy too. He was, he was a good dude and, and people were really way too eager for him to, to leave. And you, you saw what happened to the franchise when he left. So anyway, I think he got a little bit of, you know, just bad, bad, uh, bad juju around him when I think it was why everybody was accusing him of, of ruining all the Cubs young pitchers. It was the Cubs stuff, the right? Day. Which the Cubs, the Cubs stink. Like that, that stinks going to wear off on anybody. Yeah, he got blamed for like the Mark Pryor, which Mark Pryor was like yeah, juicing Gary allegedly Wood. like crazy. Uh, the Kerry Wood stuff, <laughs> allegedly. Uh, so I'm not holding that against Dusty. But yeah, I, I, you know, baseball. I'm happy for the Braves. I'm happy for all my friends. I I rooted for the Braves for so long. Like if, if I was gonna root for a team, I'd be the Reds or the Braves. But I just can't bring myself to care about baseball anymore. 
we're, we're, I'm going to keep working on you. I think we might get you in the in the fold for 2022. The only game that I watched this year was the one that we went to uh, the Giants. <laughs> From the very first row at the Pac Bell. Yeah. Uh, I will say, Freddie Freeman, poor. He's like a he's like a lower middle class version of Joey Joey Votto. He is. He is. He's he's a great ball player. Seems like a, a really good dude. I'm I like Freddie Freeman. I do. I, I think it's also a shame that Acuna got hurt this year. I, I think this would be an awesome, uh, just national platform. A lot of people get to watch him play. But the Braves, the Braves are plucky. Credit to them. They um, they handed it to I know the Dodgers. You're, uh, I know you're a big Marcelo Zuna guy as well. Uh, of course, of course, yeah. Uh, Marcel, they've had they've they've overcome. A, a lot of injuries. I do give credit to the Braves. Their front office went out and and Topolos is a stud. Yeah, I mean they went out and and went for it at the trade deadline, which yeah. you know made me very envious. Um, TC, I got to ask you about this Turkmenistan methane oh, gas situation. I thought you would never ask. <laughs> I mean, high high level. What's going on? They're producing a shitload of of. Uh, they're doing all sorts of uh, natural gas there. And then they've got the, they, the uh, gates of hell, which was a big crater uh, created in a drilling accident about 40 or 50 years ago. You know, I studied, like I, I took a couple classes on central Asia. So like Turkmenistan, Tajikistan, Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan. Um, very, very interesting places, man. Very, uh, uh, this Gurbanguli Burk, Bird Medov, he's a dentist turned dictator. Uh, sure, won, sure. Won ninety eight percent of the vote uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, you know he's he's got the country on lockdown. He rides around on this horse with this fur hat on. Uh, there's, there's there's not a whole lot to report other than like they're 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 using these satellites to pick up all right who's you know where where are other gas leads coming from or who's emitting all this stuff and. Central Asia, man, it's a it's a sweepstakes. Oh, do yeah. they do do they care to try to stop it, or is it just like oh, you know? No, no. it's it, uh, you know I don't I don't think it's very uh, very high on their list of priorities. So, well, I should mention we're getting all our good oil and gas intel from our favorite oil and gas executive, Mister Bunky Perkins. So shout out shout yeah. out Bunky for being on top of this stuff. Also, I'm wondering if the commission isn't running a. Uh, a long-term dictator play maybe in, in Central Asia, getting the dental degree first, perhaps, you know, perhaps consolidating power at a later point. Well, speaking so. of the commit, uh, big news coming out of, of Lubbock. Oh today. my gosh. About uh, possibly, you know, some, some, some serious interest among, among the influential boosters in the Red Raiders football program regarding bringing Art Bryles in. They what? just fired their football coach yesterday. For sure, they're going to hire him, right? Or Kendall. Maybe they hire Kendall, and then Art's like the, you know, the shadow, the shadow dude behind the scenes. What's Art doing? Is he coaching high school right now? He's coaching high school ball. I think he was coaching somewhere in Europe or or something before, and then, yeah, just kind of a very, uh, very uh, tough fall from grace for him. Very deserved too, if I if I do say so. I. Yeah. I Legit bad guy. <laughs> bad guy. I would not be surprised in the least if Texas Tech hires him. I mean, I oh man. They need some juice. They need you know? some juice. 
Yeah, exactly. Allegedly, Sonny Dykes doesn't want to come. He's, he's going to stay at uh, SMU. And, uh, you know, and then I think the U.S., I'm keeping an eye. Like, I, I Bruce Feldman at, at The Athletic, like, I, I subscribe to The Athletic almost. Like I, like, I would subscribe to The Athletic solely for Bruce Feldman. There's other stuff I love, too, but his he's stuff He's a pro's pro. Yeah, he's a pro. All the college football hiring stuff. I think the USC job is, uh, they floated Mike Tomlin as a uh, potential uh, hire out there. Tomlin was like, this, like that, that doesn't even make any sense. He, he called it a joke, I believe. Uh, Jeff Fisher's been floated, which is Your boy. Your boy. So, uh, you know, and then uh, your boy, um, Miami of Ohio coach. What's his Chuck. name? Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Martin. Chuck Martin. He's, uh, yeah. he, he's been popping up on some of the hot seat lists. I don't, I don't think there's any way they'd fire him though. No, they won't fire him. They don't, they they don't have enough money. Uh, so here's the deal with Chuck Martin and in, in the Miami football program is they have lost 31 straight out of conference games versus FBS opponents, which is mind boggling. This, this dates pre Chuck Martin back to the, the uh, the infamous Don Treadwell era, and so to be fair, they they do schedule like a lot of you know pay games, like payday games. So they'll they'll usually have one buy game on the road against a Big Ten or you know some type of opponent like that. They'll have the UC game each year, which as UC's gotten better is obviously a very difficult game. And then they'll have one other game. I mean, they've they've played Army a few times. They've played Marshall, home and home. They've played Western Kentucky. My my point is, somewhere along these last thirty one out of conference games, like you got to win. They're the only school in the MAC that that hasn't won in this stretch of time. So I, from that standpoint, like Miami is deeply, deeply irrelevant on like the broader college football landscape. But Chuck Martin does well in the MAC. They've they've won uh, a couple MAC championships. They're always competitive. I, I think they'll go six and two in the MAC this year. I mean, with with his out of conference, yeah. they they are always landing around six and six, seven and five, and it's not good enough for him to get hired away, and it's not bad enough to fire him. So they're just going to be stuck in this in the same zone, maybe till the end of time is how Seems I look like at it. Seems like a relatively high floor. Like they're not going to bottom out or anything under him. I, uh, there was another thing in the athletic that I think Feldman had a, had, had a hand in, I think there were another couple of guys, but it was all like kind of stuff about recruiting. Uh, yeah. um, like a, you know, a bunch of quotes pulled from assistant coaches and head coaches at a bunch of power schools. And, and they were saying, you know, like one of the things in there was saying like Chuck Martin, they're always recruiting the right kids there. They're getting some good talent in there. And I know, you know, they had a, they had that big, big fight with all the frat guys a couple of years ago. Right. Which was <laughs> sick. Kids, that was like a high point for the program. Yeah. Where the uh, Greek kid rolled in with a bunch of golf clubs and was like swinging them at the Theta Kai's. Yeah. They, the, the, the frat bros kicked out some football players from the, from a frat party. And so the football players rolled back up on them. Uh, with golf clubs and, and just like beat the crap out of some of them. That was, that was, that was like, okay, it feels like a big time college football program. Yeah. Uh, like, Hey, we're getting there. You're right. But then they, when all those guys got kicked out of school and uh, yeah. Yeah. You know. I give Chuck credit. He, the kids play hard. He does recruit good kids, but I think my biggest problem with him, and I think it speaks to like why they can't win at a conference or against better teams. The, the offensive scheme is just, it's so, it, yeah. it, it like hasn't evolved in six years since he's been here. 
and it's, like it's just so vanilla. Disadvantage. It seems like they always try to run the quarterback. It's like a glorified high school offense. Yeah, it's not very, it's not very creative. Um, like it, it, I think it was a creative offense maybe like 15 years ago when he was at Grand Valley, but the game has evolved since then. So we'll see. Um, Feldman's a pro though. That's that's a good call. TC, Something big on my list, Randy. Yeah, please. Uh, bonobos. Bono- oh my gosh! And we oh, have breaking development. So I was I was out on bonobos. I've been very frustrated. Uh, I need pants, you know, moving out to a cooler weather climate here in Denver. I'm, I'm you're wearing a flannel today. You look like you're about to go pick apples. Exactly. Uh, I, I need I need to freshen up my pants supply. Bonobos has always been my go-to. They had 36-inch inseam pants or 36-length uh, pants, and they don't have them anymore, TC. And I was very concerned. I sent them an email, and my girl Lauren just got back to me. She assures me that the the taller sizing is not going away. They're just simply battling supply chain issues. So I'm hoping, you know, it doesn't do me any good right now, but she says come maybe after the first of the year, January, February, they will have some 36 inch pants back. So I'm not ready to completely disavow bonobos just yet. I will wait and see. Okay. That's, that's reassuring. Yes. Glad to hear that. Yes. Uh, TC, I see your guy, Jerry Falwell crop, Popping oh, back up in the news. Not good. I was talking to Sturm about it. I'm crushed for Sturm. St- Liberty's, Liberty's most uh, famous alumni, Bob Sturm. What, what was he saying? Oh, just, you know, trying to trying to pass the buck and trying to, trying to you know, <laughs> dis- disassociate himself with, with the bad parts of Liberty. Oh, God. Yeah, follow-up follow needs to get got. Um Facebook continues to take some. I know we're, we're watching that. Just really, really rooting for uh, Zuck and Cheryl to. You know what? I'm tired of Cheryl skating. Cheryl exactly. Cheryl exactly. She might be even worse than Zuck. Yes. Everybody hates Zuck, but like Cheryl's not getting enough, enough of the, like she's a, she's a freaking werewolf in shapes. Clothing. Exactly. And that bullshit lean in stuff that, that. Oh, what a hypocrite. She, it's she like urban. Them. Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So we'll we'll continue hoping that stuff shakes out there. TC, that's about the end of my list. Anything else uh, pressing on your end? Will Kimmy continues to do some provocative shit over in North Korea. Always keeping an eye on that. The Chinese developed a hypersonic uh, missile. Uh, keeping an eye on that. I guess it, you know, it, they, they, I don't think they really know where it's going, but it's going hypersonic. Um, it's, going, it's going somewhere fast. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Neil's still just devastated about the Gruden stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, we're trying to give him space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it was his best gosh. impression. And now, and now he's got to retire it. Lebanon's popping off a little bit. Uh, some currency stuff going on there, kind of a 10 to 15 year Ponzi scheme that they've been running over there with their currency. Um, you know, we could probably get into King Abdullah. You know what? I'm going to, I read another article uh, in the athletic from our friend, um, Brendan, Brendan Quinn. I'm going to go ahead and stake. I, I have not watched a college basketball game in a few years. I'm going to get on. I'm going to get in on Marquette. Marquette. Wow. I'm a shock smart guy. I like Shaka. I mean, he was 
terrible at Texas. I'm very curious to see what what he does at Marquette. I just think it was a bad cultural fit, and he's better yeah. at, a, at a you know up and comer program, and and he you know he can kind of marry up a little bit of what he learned at VCU with with what he learned not to do at at uh, Texas, and and wrinkle in one or two big recruits instead of trying to create a team of them. You know, I I think his style plays better in the Big East too. I I think the yeah. That that's a good call. Yeah, shout out to I, I saw that article as well. Shout out to uh, our our friend Brendan. Uh, college uh, basketball yeah. starts two weeks from now. TC, can you can you believe it? November 9th, tip off. I can't. I can't believe it, man. I can't believe it. I'm gonna have to get up to to a Marquette game. Best article <laughs> I read the last couple months. Hit know. me. Hit me. The ship that became a bomb about this uh, super tanker decaying oh, right. in uh, in you know off the coast of Yemen. It's crazy. It was in the New Yorker. I'll link it. It was, or I think, I think I already linked it on Twitter. Just, just search, you know, New Yorker super tanker. Terrifying. Perfect. We need more terrifying stuff in our lives right now. Uh, I did want to shout out. Sounds like there's a military coup that's gone on in Sudan. Um, for sure, be keeping our eye out for that. Coach O got got fired. Yeah. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I guess he was. He was pick, he was trying to pick up board of trustees wives at the gas station. It sounds like I Coach O is feeling himself after that national title. And then uh, yeah, he said uh, there would be multiple practices where girlfriends would be in attendance at practice and would interfere to the degree that the children of the women were taking part in drills with the team. That was from Matt Trent. Uh, that might be why Jamar opted out last year. Like, what are we doing here? Uh, uh, Randy Colin Powell. Sorry about that. I know. T's and P's. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's, been, it's been a few weeks since we've had this. So, you know, I'm trying to catch up here. A lot to catch up on. I, we haven't even mentioned where we're going this week. We really don't have much choice, though. We're, we're headed to Bermuda for the PGA event. We are. We are. Uh, never been to Bermuda. Never, uh, you know, never really had the opportunity to go. Me think, neither. Uh, I kind of want to, though. Looks like a cool place. I've always wanted to go see Mid-Ocean. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, a cool spot, you know, I just kind of hanging out in the Atlantic by itself, not really close to the other Caribbean nations. Uh, I, I mean, I might be in on Bermuda. I have a great guest. Um, I guess we can just go ahead and introduce him now. Our guy, David Woodcock, uh, friend of the show has lived in, well, he'll, he'll tell you, but he lives in Bermuda. Um, great, great local knowledge, interesting place. So good, good interview on deck here. TC, anything else we need to clear up before we get to it? Uh, yeah, I got one last thing, Randy. Yeah, please. I flew back on Delta from Wichita a couple weeks ago. Okay. And I had a two hour plus layover in Atlanta. Okay. And they still managed to not get my luggage on the oh. connection. Oh my gosh. Along with 35 other people. Oh, God, I'm you know, sorry to hear that. I, I just, you know what? I'm not, I'm not making any value judgments. I just wanted you to know that. Did, did Ed, did Ed and company, did they make it right for you? I had to wait about 35 minutes to get my, you know, probably 30 to 40 minutes to get my, uh, my ticket, you know, get my claim number and all that stuff. But they did deliver it the next morning uh, okay. with my golf clubs. And I had, uh, uh, you know, just, it was just not a good situation, you know, and, and that was taking probably 80 flights this year. And that was the first time I've had 
luggage misplaced. Well, maybe, you know, I hate to hear that. First of all, maybe it's just, just some bad luck. You, you fly that often and it's, it's bound to happen once. Right. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that it happened with Delta, you know? Uh, and then, you know, they've got their whole, if you don't get your bag in 30 minutes or, you know, in 20 minutes thing, you get extra miles. I haven't seen any of those miles. So, okay. Well, I will talk to Ed for you. We'll, we'll get that all cleared up. I'm sure it's nothing malicious on their part. We'll, we'll get you sorted. Okay. TC. And Randy, uh, anything, any, any big takeaways? I know we, we flew to Kansas city last week. Any big takeaways on the Kansas city airport? Did I, did I overstate how bad that airport is? First of all, the, the Kansas city airport is tired. It is weird. It's tiny. It, it, it's tiny. It looks like it belongs somewhere in like the Eastern block maybe, but, but I will say I kind of dig how they break up the terminals and they break up all the security and, and entry points. And so you just, you're doing like micro, micro security lines. It, it was super efficient in and out. That's, that's fair. That's fair. It's definitely, you know, I'm curious to see what they do with the new one as well. Yeah. It's supposed to open, I guess, late next year. Uh, any, any big news happening out in Denver before we get to our guest? TC, I've heard they're, they're bringing down some of the construction walls inside the Denver airport. So look for that. Denver, by and large, it's getting chilly, TC. We're, we're starting to see a lot of snow up on the mountains. Uh, it is definitely fall here in Denver. So that's, that's about all I have to report. Did you get your, uh, your, your ski pass yet? I did. I got an icon pass. It has been delivered. I have secured it. I uh, chomping at the bit to use it. I, I, I'm thinking probably closer to Thanksgiving is the, the proper start of uh, ski season out here. Okay. So, I just remember that 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 time you got stuck, uh, you got stuck in a tree well. Yeah, that was at, tough. Uh, at, uh, Beaver Creek. At Beaver Creek. I waited, I waited, I waited for it at the bottom of the run for like 90 minutes. Well, I couldn't find my ski. Well, no, my ski came off. I couldn't find my ski. I thought I just lost my ski. I thought I was never going to see it again. I, I found it like 40 yards down the hill, sticking up in a snow drift. It was cracked. That was a tough day. You and you and Nick are just so nimble in and out of the trees. I'm trying to navigate my my canoes around the trees. That was tough. That was tough. Uh, but you have to come out here and we'll we'll hit the slopes again this winter. Okay. Okay. Deal. All right. Uh, well, enjoy the interview. We're talking Bermuda this week, TC. Uh, I will see you in person at the NIT event. I'm, oh, can't I'm wait. Coming to your city. So, all right. Without further ado, here is our interview. Before we do get to our interview, I want to thank today's sponsor for the Trap Draw podcast, and that is our good friends at Gooder, G-O-O-D-R, Gooder.com. They make sunglasses. They are stylish. They are affordable. Uh, TC, I know you have at least one pair. I, I think your your household is turning into a Gooder sunglasses household. Is that is that correct? Randy, I have three pairs. You have, have three, three pairs? Pair? Holy smokes. Three pairs. I keep one in my golf cart. Uh, I keep one in my car and I keep one just on the countertop at home. I got, I got a one-year-old and a four and a half year old. Uh, I can't be spending too much money on sunglasses. Uh, they break them. They're like magnets for, uh, you know, just malfeasance from little ones. So, yes. uh, you know, sunglasses and remote controls. So I, uh, you know, I get these, they're like 25 bucks and they're, they, I can't tell the difference, especially down here in Florida. It's like, can't tell the difference between these and, and my hundred dollar pair of sunglasses and, and they're, and they're, they're probably even more durable. 
golf sunglasses specifically. Um, they come with golf specific lenses, HD contrast, performance, uh, 100% UV protective, 100% polarized. They'll offer free shipping on all orders over $50. They have 30 day free returns. They are fun, affordable, and look good on and off the course. If you want to support the show, and we really appreciate it, go snag a pair or two. Get 15% off with code TRAPDRAW at gooder.com. That's 15% off your entire order with the code TRAPDRAW at gooder.com, G-O-O-D-R.com. Look good, golf gooder. Thank them very much for sponsoring the Trap Draw. And now on to our interview. All right, everybody joining us now on the line, Mr. David Woodcock from uh, the House of Woodcock, which David, I don't know if you that's a reference to one of my favorite movies, Phantom Thread. Uh, Live (laughs) from Bermuda. Let's start here. Good afternoon, David. Where on one of the islands of Bermuda are you today? Good afternoon, guys. Uh, Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on for long time listener. First time first time caller. This is really exciting for me. Um, yeah, I'm in uh, the, well, the, nearly the furthest eastern point of Bermuda in the sort of, it's not its own parish, but, but, but I live in St. David's, so we are way out east, um, sort of looking across the water at uh, the town of St. George's um, with a little island in between us. Um, but yeah, we're, uh, um, yeah, as I say, we're about, about as far east as we're possible to go short of being in the ocean. And <clears throat> there's nothing in between uh, us and uh, really the UK and, uh, and Africa from here. So uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of ocean. Uh, well, let's, let's establish some, some bona fides. How long <laughs> have you been in Bermuda? What took you to Bermuda? Give us a little bit of background on yourself and um, yeah. you know, your, your time on the island. Sure. So um, I'm uh, just turned 34. I, I moved to Bermuda nearly nine years ago now. Um, qualified. I'm uh, originally from Edinburgh in Scotland, although I don't sound it. Um, but uh, such as my that's my cross to bear. Um, and uh, got qualified as a as a chartered accountant. You know, Randy, I think you know, that's something you're familiar with. Um, and um, thought you know great, have, a, have this designation and, and, you know, want to do something with it, want to travel if I can. And a buddy of mine who I trained with, um, you know, got in touch with me and said, hey, you know, there's a job going in Bermuda. And I was like, well, that sounds great, but, you know, where the hell is it for starters? So had to look that one up and then uh, found it, you know, zooming in a lot on Google Maps, as people may need to do when they, uh, when, when they, when they search for it. Um, and yeah, came here in January, 2013 on an 18 month contract and, um, you know, nearly, nearly nine years later, I married a, married a local girl. We just had our first kid. So, uh, so we're fully, uh, fully invested in the community here now. So, uh, I love it. It's a great place to be. Um, you know, it's obviously it's a, it's a, it's a small Island, but, um, people are super friendly, super welcoming, um, and um yeah just you know we've we've made it our you know my well my wife she was born here but but we uh you know i've made it my home much to my i think my parents and my uh my my family's sort of disappointment but you know they get to come and visit on holiday so um i don't feel uh, i don't feel too badly for them what a story that is that (laughs) is fantastic that that brings me uh that brings a smile to my face what's going on over there why live over there versus 
the main island and over towards Hamilton. Do you work in Hamilton or, or kind of yeah, so, 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 some, uh, geography, right? Yeah. So, so I, I mean, the main, you know, if you, I, I'm you, you, sort of professional services, kind of everything's based in Hamilton, obviously with COVID, um, you know, we've been, you know, in and out of the office. I mean, like we, we got sent home from work in March, middle of March, 2020. I don't think I came back into the office until, uh, gosh, probably about three or four months ago uh, on a sort of a part-time basis. Um, it was different for every office. We, I work for a company that's owned by a, a large, um, you know, American company. Um, uh, and, you know, they were putting their own rules in place that made it, um, you, know, you know, hoops needed to be jumped through in order to, to get people into the office. So, yeah, so, so simply we, we were looking, my wife and I were looking to buy some property and uh, just <laughs> the bang for buck uh, in this part of the island was just a little better than it is uh, closer to town. So, um, yeah, we were able to, to, to put, make a purchase earlier this year, which is really exciting, obviously. Um, you know, it comes with, uh, you know, other, other it, you know, it, challenges uh, as i'm sure you guys probably know um so you know can lo no longer ring up the landlord and just say hey you know we've got a problem with the ac unit can you send someone around it's like okay who do we know that we can kind of beg borrow and steal from in order to kind of help us out with our <laughs> with, with our problems and uh and 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 you know get get something fixed up but um yeah so i i i spend you know kind of half my week in the office and probably the other half is is at home um and um yes yeah, it's, it's nice to have the remote working and i've got a you know i've got a half hour drive in which by bermudian standpoints is a is, is a long long way and um, so plenty of jokes about people who live in st davis but you know you know do you need your passport do i need to bring it for getting visitors coming out here when they cross the <laughs> causeway and get past the airport um so uh you know it but it for what we wanted and what we've got it's uh, it's awesome and we're 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 super happy with it there's a causeway or a bridge you don't have to take a fair yeah there's a, it's a yeah no so it i mean you know once upon a time this this st george's and st david's would have been its own you know kind of separate islands but really the the you know i think bermuda is comprised of something crazy like actually like 180 islands one, 181 i was that was 181 gonna, thank yeah you. i was Sorry, gonna ask you that yeah. uh, i knew i was gonna be there or thereabouts um <laughs> I don't want to sound like I've prepared too much for this. Uh, so, um, so the, you know, the, the, the majority, the main bodies, the main islands are kind of all joined up. So there's no, um, you don't need to take, um, you know, ferries anywhere um, in, in order to kind of get between um, various different, uh, I kind of probably, yeah, I guess, I'm not that I've been there, but I think probably, you know, different somewhere like Turks and Caicos, which I think are sort of very distinct islands in, in, in their setup. And there's not that, that road network between them. Um, so yeah, so a cause there is a causeway between, um, you know, sort of the uh, eastern part of I guess what is the main the main island um, out to where we are, and it's you know sort of five hundred meters long, something like that, maybe a little bit longer. Um, that takes you out to, to the airport, and then um, the, uh, you go around the back of that, and that's where you get to the town of St George's, and uh, and if you go straight on, then then you get to where we live. So. Um, yeah, and then the rest of it's all kind of connected via bridge, basically. How, how many people live on the island? Or there are, a pro, you know, all the islands, but, yeah. but I would say kind of uh, 60, between 60 and 65,000 people. Um, we're probably hovering around the, the middle of that at, at the moment. You, you know, one of the interesting things with COVID is that we've seen uh, a lot of 
uh, you know, to, to, to live and work in Bermuda, if you come in as an expat, you need to have a work permit um, that needs to be tied to a specific job advertisement. Um, and basically, you know, you're trying to, they're trying, the government's just trying to ensure that you're not taking a job away from a, from a Bermudian. Um, and, you know, they obviously want to push those, uh, push those individuals to be able to take on, take on the jobs, which is why the majority of the expats find themselves in kind of professional services, accountants, lawyers, uh, you know, underwriters, brokers, because uh, the big business here is, is, is reinsurance. Um, so um, one thing from COVID coming, coming out, though, was the government put in place a sort of a, a digital nomad permit, um, which you could apply for a one-year permit to come down here to live and work and just be based here, take advantage of the islands, you know, the lifestyle, obviously, being an island. And, and I know you guys have talked on your main podcast about some of the, the more stricter measures that we have here around COVID testing and, and being, and you know, what you need to have in place in order to come here. Um, then, um, you know, that's, um, that's, you know, been, been a boon to the island. You know, people, lots of people have come down, they've rented properties, they've actually, you know, come here for longer than I think lots of people have anticipated. They've ended up putting their kids in school here. They've joined sports clubs and, and uh, you know, spent money in the supermarket and the restaurants and all those kind of important things that are good for the island and good for, good for the economy. I thought the main business of Bermuda was just hiding corporate profits. Is that, <laughs> so, is yeah. that reinsurance? So, you know, look, I, I'd be very clear. The party line here is not, you know, Tron keeps on talking about a tax haven. You've got it all wrong. It's a low tax environment. Okay. That's how we, that's how we think of it. That's, you know, what I was, you know, I was educated very quickly, you know, funnily enough, you know, when I first, my, you know, my father is sort of your typical kind of prudent Scotsman. Uh, he's an accountant himself. And, and when I first showed him the kind of the contract of the offer to come out here, he just, you know, he said this, having never visited Bermuda, I should point out, not having had any business dealings with Bermuda, but he just turned to me and said, well, David, you know, all I can say to you is that I think it's a sunny place for shady people to do business. So, uh, um, you know, look, Obviously, we have, there are, um, you know, businesses set up here that have, uh, uh, you know, they, they may or may not be, you know, I can't speak to the, uh, the, the, the dealings too, too closely, but, you know, how people choose to behave themselves. We have a strong regulator. They, uh, they will look into the matter as, as is needed. Um, and from a reinsurance standpoint, which, is, as I mentioned, is that kind of our big business, you know, that's supported a you know, a large number of, you know, so to the tune of, you know, sort of billions of dollars worth of claims payments being being dished out um, globally, especially over, you know, ever increasing, you know, catastrophes that are happening, be it, uh, you know, things like Ida or, you know, the company I work for was set up as a result of um, Hurricane Katrina, um, um, which, you know, hit New Orleans in, in 05. Um, so, you know, there's a lot, there, there are lots of good things, you know, that's my spin, you know, I kind of, that's how I have to think about things. Obviously people can, can choose to, to, uh, to, to, to take it in a variety of different ways if they want to. So, so reinsurance, so I'm clear, like reinsurance is basically insurance companies when they have too much risk or exposure to something, taking on insurance against, against that. Yeah, effectively, you're just, you know, you as the individual, uh, you're buying a a car insurance policy, a home insurance policy from uh, MetLife or whoever it might be. And then they are taking that and selling it on to uh, a reinsurance company um, who, you know, you know, they get, uh, 
they get uh, some premium um, for, for doing so. Um, and then there's there's another layer on top of that called the for added confusion called the retrocessionaire, which is the reinsurer's reinsurer. So it, it keeps on, yeah, there's all sorts of ways of structuring deals and um, all the rest of it. But yeah, that's that's principally the, the, the main business here. And obviously the, the attraction for companies of setting up here is, is, is zero corporation tax. So, so that is, um, you know, we, I should point out, you know, and, and as an employee, you know, it depends where you work. Some some places you don't pay any tax, and and your or your tax is paid on your behalf by your company, um, and that's just part of the cost of uh, doing business here. Others, you um, you know, you pay a little bit, um, but I mean, kind of the most amount of tax you'll be paying is is up to kind of about, I think it's sort of four or five percent, something like that. Um, but trust me. Uh, I'm not trying to make it sound like, you know, you should feel sorry for me or sorry for people that live here, but we pay tax in plenty of other ways, uh, <laughs> uh, be it, you know, going to the supermarket, um, be it buying flights, be it property, be it, you know, also you know, trying to bring good goods onto the island. You know, anything we bring back through the airport, we get an, an allowance and anything above that, you've got to declare and pay tax on it. So it's, uh, it, it, they, you know, they, they get it back at, at, in some way, shape or form. That's the, that's the number one thing I've heard after people have come back from Bermuda. My parents have been there a few times. Uh, my wife's old boss is uh, from there. And mm-hmm. to a man, they all said, oh, my God, it's so expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just for yeah. going I mean, out to we, dinner and getting a burger or, you know, going to the supermarket or getting a, a bottle of wine. They're just like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, actually, funny enough, like, you can get some decent – wine's an interesting one because we get access to different – we can get access to different vineyards and, and and deals and bottles where you can actually get some pretty good stuff for not very much money. And, you know, prices might be com- comparable to what you would pay for it uh, in the U S just because they might not ship to that, to that market. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, when I first moved here, it was kind of, people would say, you know, full brand, brand bag of groceries from the supermarket. That's kind of a hundred bucks straight off the bat. Um, oh. And now with, inflation and you know all that we're seeing with that you know it's probably it's it's creeping up a little bit you know the costs are being passed on to the consumer so you know everybody's uh, everybody's feeling it a little bit um and um it's expensive so you know you have to you have to kind of watch how you're um, watch how you're spending on things what uh what can you tell us about well two questions uh tourism is there a peak season or is it pretty consistent year round and then two for yeah. i've never been to bermuda if you know if i get off the plane and i step foot on you know on the ground there is there is the british influence pretty relevant is is that talk to me about kind of that relationship with uh with great britain yeah so i guess and so climate wise bermuda <clears throat> we don't really have a a sort of a wet season uh, or a rainy season we have a, a hurricane season um which is uh, sort of July through the end of November, but really it's kind of for Bermuda, it's kind of the months of September um, and uh, sort of early October. So, you know, <clears throat> tourists probably tend to stay away during 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 that time. It's pretty warm in in you know July and August here. It's uh, you know you're talking about kind of in the 90s and uh, and a strong you know 95 to 100 percent humidity, which is uh, which is always invigorating. Um, um, and, but uh, so, you know, tourists will probably focus more on coming um, outside of those times, really. So kind of November through 
um, May, June time um, is wonderful here. You know, beautiful temperatures, the humidity is a little bit lower. Um, it's, you know, shorts weather all year round on the golf course, which, you know, growing up in Scotland, I, I love. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, it's just, a, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, I th- you know, m- one of my favorite times of year here is December, actually, where it's just, it's, you know, clear blue skies and, and the sun's out usually. There's not too much rain around. And um, yeah, it's just a great, uh, it's just, a, you know, it's lovely to be out. You can be out in shorts and a t-shirt and a jumper uh, and, fit, you know, you feel great. Um, in terms of the British influence, uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely there. So we drive on, you know, we drive on the left-hand side of the road. So, you know, right-hand drive cars. Uh, the police kind of a, 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 a decked out in sort of, I don't think it's quite what the British police force wear nowadays, but it's sort of a version of, of what they what they would wear. Sometimes you'll see them with the old style, you know, big hats, which, you know, uh, I don't know if a tradition would dictate that, you know, if a pregnant lady was caught short, then, you know, she would be able to use that to go to the, uh, go to the loo in if she needed to. Um, the uh, the road signs are what you would associate with uh, with the UK red post boxes, uh, old red telephone boxes. Although those the the telephone boxes are really just kind of in the more touristy areas for for guys who are coming in on uh, kind of cruise ships to um, from the US uh, to sort of have their have their photos taken in. Um, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely there. Um, and you know, in terms of street names and place names obviously the the names of the parishes they're kind of all you know lots of those derive from uh from um you know from from the uk do you have the double decker buses big red no we do not (laughs) we we have um we have we have a single 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 deck um pink and blue buses (laughs) which kind of you know are the um Pink and blue are kind of the the predominant colours of of Bermuda blue, obviously for the sea, and 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 the pink for the for the pink sand of the uh, of the beaches, which is driven from the uh, kind of the coral reef that surrounds the island. That sort of yeah, that that's where that the, the pink hue of the of the sand comes from. Like as far as governance goes, is it uh, yeah. is it they you know Britain just kind of lets lets Bermuda do their own thing as long as it's not getting out of hand or. Yeah, Are there so, any, any any kind of conflicts or, or or like sources of tension there? Yeah, I mean, look. It, so first and foremost, it's, it's a British overseas territory, and that's the kind of the, I guess, the official title. Uh, we have a self-governing parliament who decide on um everything um as far as i'm aware i, I, I can't think of it i'm sure there are some things off that, that that would need to be referred up to the to the to the home office in the uk or the foreign office i'm not quite sure who kind of runs the overseas territory you know countries nowadays um but we also we do have a, a governor but that's really more of a sort of figurehead position um so the Current governor is a lady called Rena Laugi, and so she's she's in place at uh, government um, government house. I think yeah, it, it, she has her own. They they have a a, a property for them uh, for, you know, for for formal events, and that's where her offices are. And uh, in terms of kind of contentious issues, you know, the, the there are two main political parties. Uh, the current party of power, the Progressive Labour Party. So they are typically your you know, you, you're, you're party of the, of the workforce, um, uh, of the labor market. Um, uh, they are currently in, uh, in power at the moment. Um, and then there's the one Bermuda Alliance, which probably more sort of <clears throat> business, 
favoured, if you want to think about it that way. But really, the island's small enough where the PLP, uh, the Progressive Labour Party, that, I mean, they, they recognise that they always, they recognise the, the value that the business brings to the island and, and it's important to, to show support and, and look to, you know, help them. And they, you know, business helps ultimately the government and the island as well by reinvesting in the community as well. So um, there's, you know, that it, contentious issues of, you know, the independence question comes up occasionally from time to time um, whether or not the island would want to go uh, independent from the UK um, and, and seek its own sort of sovereignty uh, in that regard I think I think there's enough of a uh, you know feeling in the community that for right now it's not the right thing to do um, but it depends who you speak to and you know obviously I sort of base myself in one section of, of, of the community and who I speak with and hang out with but but there's obviously lots of different uh, opinions on that um, and then I think probably the most the other most contentious thing we've had recently has been uh, the the fight for equality in terms of um, gay marriage um, so that was uh, I think if I'm getting this right it was originally it was vetoed uh, and, and, and or not passed then it was passed and then it was sort of rebanned again uh, or anyway it's currently being for it's currently being taped that has been lifted to the um, highest court of appeal that it can go to uh, in the UK and I believe there is still a sort of decision pending on that but that's kind of been the most uh, the sort of most contentious thing um, since uh, since I've been here that I think uh, you know the kind of the government's needed to deal with and 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 the UK is kind of needed to to get involved with and then, and then as far as like it, you guys have your own money, right? You've got your own, it's not the, yeah. So, well, it, it, so it was the pound, it was the pound until I think 1970 and then decimalization kicked in and for whatever, I, you know, it probably, you know, the UK was sort of probably thought, well, you know what, let's, you know, you guys like take your own currency and run with it. So we have the Bermuda dollar, but the good thing about for tourism here is that the Bermuda dollar and the U S dollar are interchangeable. So um, they're, uh, it's not quite one-to-one -one. it's like 0.998 something or other Bermuda dollar to US dollar so um but it's it's you know the till uh, when you're paying on card it's fully interchangeable you don't need to worry about it um uh, taxi drivers will take either um you know obviously and some people here will you know if they get paid in uh, you know for, from receipts whatever they'll they'll look to hoard their us dollars for when they do go to america because they're getting a slightly more favorable return if they're getting paid in bermuda dollar um uh, from their job so it just depends and companies here will either pay you in bermuda dollar or, or us dollar so yeah it's uh, either or but yeah that we do have our own currency did uh did brexit have any effect on bermuda is there like a trickle down to the overseas territories there yeah, not if there is going to be one, you know, I don't think we've really uh, we've really felt it yet or it's been talked about too, too closely. Um, I, you know, from a passport standpoint, obviously we don't, you know, so Bermudians can apply for there's a British overseas territory passport. So you can have a Bermudian passport or you can you can actually I think you can apply for a British passport as well. Um so, you know, but as with people in the UK experiencing, you know, the, there's no longer that sort of European Union passport, which covered everybody. So whether that, uh, you know, I've not been really, I've not traveled to Europe in the last few years. So um, I'm not, I can't quite um, 
that, you know, there was certainly when I was traveling there, there wasn't any impact uh, in terms of, you know, needing visas and all that sort of stuff on a, um, on, on, on that passport. But, but then I still have my European Union passport because it's not run out yet. So, um, so I'll, I'll, maybe I should look to milk it whilst I can. And then if I have to start getting, uh, getting visas to go to France, then uh, we'll worry about it then. Um, David, we got to talk about the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, what's what's <laughs> yeah. what's the buzz on the Bermuda Triangle in Bermuda? Is is so it, you know obviously I imagine people are talking that, about it all the time. Yeah. I mean, we are yeah. The island is obviously we're deeply concerned about it regularly. It's a you know it's a matter of uh, high matter of contention in government. You know, we're talking about what can we do about this triangle and how do we get it to go away? Um, no, it's you know obviously you go traveling and you say you live in Bermuda and you're like, oh I like the triangle you're like. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. It's spot on. Um, so no, look, I mean, hey, it's, 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 at least it's, 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 it's recognizable. And, and I guess it's a country we could be known for much more, much worse things. Uh, so, um, you know, the, the, the story is, I guess, you know, Bermuda is, as you've seen looking at it, or you will see looking at it on a map, we are, you know, some 700 miles off the coast of North Carolina. We're completely in and of its own entity just stuck here in the middle of the Atlantic uh, there's nothing around us you know we're not uh, I think a lot what a lot of people confuse Bermuda for is that obviously we kind of think about ourselves as a Caribbean country uh, in certain terms we're nowhere near the rest of the Caribbean um, you know people think Bermuda I think you know when I was going home when I initially moved here people were like yeah, how is the Bahamas um, it's, like, <laughs> it's great but I wouldn't know because I live in Bermuda uh, so you know people still you know misinterpret that but the so the island of Bermuda is sort of part of, I think, why the, we've been able to kind of be, uh, you know, keep ourselves safe uh, from storms and sea and all the rest of it is because the, the whole island is basically surrounded by a massive reef. Um, so there's a huge coral reef that surrounds the island. Um, so I guess historically, you know, pre-radar uh, navigation days, uh, that would have been a, a, an issue with um, vessels running aground and just breaking up. Um, there's also the Sargasso Sea, which is um, sort of a, it's the sea within the, within the ocean, basically, because it's got no bound. It's the, I think it's one of the only, it's the only sea or one of the only seas that doesn't have any land border to it. So it's basically just a constant churn out there. So, you know, that would have been back in the day that might have been responsible for ships disappearing. Uh, you know, it could have been hurricanes passing through uh, and just taking planes down or, taking ships, uh, taking ships out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's there, you know, people trade on it here, which is great. And it's a, it's a little seller for, for tourism, uh, for tourism, which is awesome. Um, and, um, you know, we have lots of Bermuda Triangle themed things that can be purchased if you want to come down. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we're, we're not, uh, we're not worrying about it, uh, too, uh, too regularly. Any crazy stuff washing up from the Sargasso Sea? Like that's always fascinated me that there's just this, this big heaping, you know, hundreds of thousands of miles wide, really, uh, yeah. you know, churn of like basically plastic and trash and seaweed in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. Yeah, no, not, not that I've really seen. I mean, I think, you know, again, it, the, the reef sort of probably stops a lot of that stuff coming, coming, uh, coming to land because you can, you know, when you're, at various point the island is not particularly flat it's it's fairly it's not mountainous either but it's you know it's kind of rolling up hills up and down um and 
so when you're you know got a vantage point where you're looking at the sea you know you can see the reef constantly just kind of there you know at the surface and 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 it's just breaching so it probably stops a lot of that stuff coming in which you know sadly is probably doing a bit more damage to the reef than we would like um but um yeah no nothing nothing too untoward i mean also what it does is it kind of keeps out um you know wildlife that we might not want within our waters like sharks for example so you know occasionally we will get the odd tiger shark um or i think um i want to say bull shark uh, um, i might be misspeaking on that one uh that will you know kind of make it through and get you know be found kind of near a beach um uh, obviously which is kind of cause for concern it makes the paper it's all very exciting uh but you know touch wood we've not had anybody uh, get themselves into into trouble too much with that yeah but no nothing too um nothing too uh, too strange yet that, that that i'm aware of i mean maybe you know going back way back when it, it might have uh, might have been uh, been things that uh, that have come through that, that that i don't know about all right i gotta ask about the shorts oh mm. thank you tc the yeah. Bermuda shorts, yes. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's fashion, okay, uh, and it's it's a big part of uh, big part of life here. You know, I'm I'm a big believer in you know look good, feel good, play good, and I think the uh, the shorts sort of fit into that. Um, so basically, I think you know the British military, uh, being the practical blokes, uh, as you would say that they were. Um, back in the in the early 1900s were just like you know i would, I would, too... I would put them much more on the chap side of the spectrum they're on the chap <laughs> side uh, yeah fair couple of chaps um you know maybe blow the chaps are the officers blokes are the kind of the the, the squaddies uh, you know okay. let's put it that way um so probably the chaps uh, just took it upon themselves you know you know you know this is too hot we can't be dealing with trousers we're going to cut, we're going to cut the trousers in, you know, in half. So we're going to give ourselves some shorts. And I think, you know, from then it just kind of, uh, it just kind of captured the imagination people, you know, sort of snowballed. Apparently I was doing, when I was doing some research for this, apparently there was once upon a time where it was a competition um, or, you know, people were getting a little bit, you know, um, fruity with how shorts the shorts were. So police officers would, be known to be walking around with tape measures in their pockets just to make sure that the shorts were of an appropriate length. Um, <laughs> you know, like no high school. Kind of, you know, I don't know, four centimeters or whatever the measurement was above the knee um, to be too revealing, um, you know, giving too much away. But it's a big, you know, you, you'll, you can, if you come here, you'll see, and you walk around Hamilton, you will see people wearing Bermuda shorts and long socks uh, as a matter of course, it is uh, very much an accepted, uh, you know, business wear. Um, so <clears throat> nice, smart pair of linen shorts, you know, some long socks, uh, you know, shirt tie, blazer. I mean, you look, you know, you look dashing. Uh, so, uh, and, you know, being from, being from Scotland, what, uh, what I took upon myself is uh, a few years ago, I got some, I got some, got my uh, family tartan and we got, I got, that made into a pair of Bermuda shorts. So occasionally we'll break, you know, rather than wearing the kilt or the tartan trousers, we'll, uh, I'll wear the uh, Bermuda shorts to, uh, to, to weddings or to, uh, you know, other, other formal occasions. But, you know, people wear them to get married in, people wear them to go to the office in, uh, you know, people will wear them kind of more casually without the long socks. Um, but yeah, they're, they're there, they look great. It's awesome for the summer because it's so nice not having to wear trousers when you're uh, walking around town going to see clients. So famously, they also, all the 
athletes wear them and of course the summer Olympics, but also the winter Olympics and TC, I don't, it's, it's a little look at me to be wearing the Bermuda shorts in the winter Olympic opening ceremony, in my opinion. What sport are they, are they participating in? Um, yeah, what did, they, we did have a participant, we have had participants in the, in the winter Olympics. I forget what it was, uh, what it was for though. But I mean, I think I, that talking about the Olympics, we got to talk about, uh, Flora Duffy. So, uh, we are, I think the smallest nation in the world to have a gold medalist. Um, so Flora is Bermudian. She's actually the same age as me, I think, but she, uh, she just, she won the, uh, women's triathlon in Tokyo, uh, this year, uh, to much, much, much fanfare, uh, on the Island. Everybody's very, uh, very, very excited about it. And she's actually just kind of, she's, she, she, she's based in Boulder, Colorado, which I think is where kind of that seems to be sort of Mecca for triathletes. But um, she was actually just back here for 10 days to basically, as far as I could work out, it seems she almost like she had everything on the island renamed after her. But um, I mean, amazing achievement, um, really, really special. Bermuda, one of the things that I think Bermuda does incredibly well is we are so passionate about supporting uh, our own, um, regardless of what they're doing. Um, sporting, business, uh, you know, food and beverage, whatever it might be that, you know, Bermudians love supporting other Bermudians um, and seeing them be successful and seeing them, seeing them grow. So, you know, when Flora crossed the line uh, in, uh, in Tokyo back in uh, God, July, I think it was, uh, I think there was, there was a lot of celebrations here and yeah, she came back and there was a, she was picked up at the airport and she had a, a cavalcade through, you know, half the Island, you know, across the causeway all the way through the Island she was taken back to her old school. She's uh, had uh, a road renamed after her. The national stadium's been, re- been renamed after her. Um, you know, she's government reception. So yeah, very, very exciting. Uh, and uh, and obviously an, an awesome achievement for her. What's the big, as far as sports go, what's, is it, is it a lot of cricket, a lot of soccer, I'm sure? Yeah. So, um, so I mean, yeah, tri- triathlon is is big in certain sections of communities because it's a, it's a great climate for it here. Um, but yeah, I mean, cricket um, is the summer sport. Football is the um, is the is the winter sport. Um, lots of sort of small, uh, lots of teams in various towns or you know other teams sort of play in various different leagues. Um, it's you know everything from kind of you know your more serious. Uh, you know, top top league to uh, kind of more casual beer leagues, um, depending on on what your uh, what your flavour is, um, and then yeah, cricket in the uh, in the summer, which kind of the pinnacle of the summer here is uh, in in early August, where we have a, a celebration called Cup Match. Uh, so the island basically shuts down for two days. So historically, it was to celebrate the emancipation of slavery. Um, so to either end of the sort of some societies from either end of the island for one from Somerset and one from St. George's got together and said, let's have a cricket match and to kind of celebrate their, their freedom. And this, it, this is just kind of snowballed over the years into this huge kind of party basically where, you know, if you're a true Bermudian, you won't, you know, Somerset are in their colors are red and blue. St. George's are kind of light blue and dark blue. You know, if you're a true fan of, of either, you won't be seen dead in, 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 you know, your opposition team's colors for like about a month in the run up to it. Um, so with the game gets played, it's, it's kind of, it's funny because they fit, they, they try and play, I don't know how familiar you are with cricket, but they try and fit basically a test match format, which is two innings aside uh, into, in, in test matches played over five days. This is played over two. Uh, so 
it's concertinaed into this into this sort of you know huge party people take spots in the stands the stands are a health and safety nightmare it is <laughs> scaffolding up the everywhere i don't know how you know more bad things haven't happened but people love it i, I mean maybe i think because everybody's just having such a good time because the rum is truly flowing uh, that um you know they don't care and and uh, it's one of the also it's one of the few times that uh gambling is allowed so <clears throat> we play this game called crown and anchor which is uh basically six six symbols on a board you've got you know symbols of the you know hearts uh diamonds spades clubs and then a crown and an anchor and, and a, uh, you've got two uh no three dice dealer you know the one guy in the middle <clears throat> um with the dice uh, everybody puts their money down on the table you know, very much an honesty honesty system there, there's no chips here it's just money on put a washer on top of it. Everybody keeps an eye on where it's going. Dice come out. If you get your symbols, you know, it's one-to-one -one pay. You know, obviously it, it, the odds are terrible. But again, everybody's in such a good mood and having such a good time. Nobody really cares. Uh, there's always some, you know, the, the, the dealers will have uh, booze under the tables for people to help themselves as they're, <laughs> as they're going, uh, going through it. Obviously with COVID, it's kind of changed a little bit. It's not quite as... Uh, you know, hot and sweaty and people standing around together. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a great time. And uh, it's a, a, you know, an awesome holiday for, um, for people to, uh, to really kind of kick back and relax. I have some updates on the, uh, the winter Olympics for Bermuda. <laughs> they've, uh, they've never sent more than one athlete, but they've participated in every winter Olympics since 1992. Uh, originally they sent one athlete in luge eventually had one in skeleton and for the last three years now I've sent a cross country skier. Huh. Okay. okay. And David, I was going to ask you, there's been one other Bermuda athlete to medal in the Olympic games. Do you know who that is? Yeah. So that was Clarence Hill. So he won bronze in Montreal in, in 1976. So the really, the nice thing about, um, Flora's celebrations is that Clarence is, is, is alive and on the Island still. So he was able to be there, at the presentation and, and Flora made a, a real point to say, you know, look, this is great. My achievement is obviously wonderful, but it would have been nothing, not, you know, nothing would have been possible without the work that Clarence did. And, you know, obviously the funding that that would have, in, you know, engendered in, in sport in the island at the time. Um, so, yeah, no, it, it, it really impressive and, 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 you know, great that he's around and able to witness what she did. And, and he's obviously still, a, still an ambassador for the island. I might have to go look Flora up over in Boulder. See if uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's well. You'd be tough to catch her. She's pretty quick. So <laughs> yeah. um, you see lots of Instagrams of her out on training runs and cycling, and she she, she shifts. And we had a we were meant to have it a couple of weeks ago. We've had a you know the international sort of triathlon series. Um, they have a kind of like F one, right? They have a circuit that they go to various cities on, and they came to Bermuda a few years ago and. She was, I mean, watching her in action is, is unbelievable. She's an absolute machine. So, um, yeah, very, very, uh, very, very impressive. Is, uh, is, is sailing huge as well? Yeah. Sailing's, sailing's a pretty big deal. I mean, we've, we've, we've sent sailors to the Olympics, um, from, uh, from Bermuda. Um, yeah, there's sort of, uh, yeah, it's kind of, there's two camps, right? So there's, 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 there's your true kind of like, you know, hardcore, sailors and and you know there's kind of wednesday night regatta nights where people go out after work and you know jump on a boat and help out and you know man the sails and do all that sort of stuff which is awesome and those are on the slightly bigger boats there are sort of more smaller like lasers and other 
types of boats uh, uh, that people kind of you know enjoy being on the water on and then and then sort of the other camper there's a big kind of uh, you know pleasure craft community I would say so you know guys who are out on their you know 25 foot whalers just enjoying uh, you know time on the water a few drinks um, mooring up somewhere in one of the bays and just uh, you know enjoying the sun and, and, and the dip in the water. TC we need to get a pleasure craft <laughs> you know what, Randy? I'm working on it down here. You abandoned me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, David, what else? What? Uh, what? How's how's Wade Airport? What's what's it like flying in and out of uh, in and out? Not of too there? not too bad. You know the the transport links are, are good. Again, we've been knocked a little bit by COVID. So you know, pre-COVID, we would have serviced uh, you know regular flights to Miami, Atlanta, uh, Philadelphia. Boston, New York, Toronto, and then a, a daily flight to the UK as well. Um, <clears throat> since COVID, that's kind of sort of ebbed and flowed in terms of how we're, you know, what we're, who, who's being serviced and how regular it's being being serviced. So I think I've just seen that the Boston flight is about to drop off the calendar uh, from November, which is a shame, but hopefully it'll come back on for, for the summer months. You know, obviously everybody's feeling it, you know, from a financial standpoint. So, and I can't imagine the Bermuda flight is always the most profitable for them. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, we <clears throat> recently sort of through COVID, they've recently opened a new airport next to the old airport. So the old airport was, was great. It was, you know, very charming, uh, but I think it definitely run its course in terms of um, being able to, you know, function as a, as an airport, either that or they just knew the airport, the new airport was coming. So they stopped putting money into it. And, you know, there was some, holes in roofs and you know you got a bit of rain coming through and that was coming through in the uh, in the departure lounge so they'd have the bins out just to collect that and uh, um yeah it's it's good that the brand new airport is lovely uh, we've got a practice putting green outside that <laughs> apparently we're not allowed to use but uh, so i did try last time i was going through but they said no not yet um we uh you know it's all singing all dancing it's got all the kind of things that you'd expect to, to have and and the nice thing for going to America from here is that we clear, um, we clear us customs in Bermuda. So we always land domestic in America, which is great and, uh, very helpful for, um, you know, trying to make a quick escape and not having to worry about going through, you know, customs in, well, either, you know, the major hubs, which are, you know, kind of coming, having experienced it kind of coming the other ways is, is can be tricky at times. Bunch of news about the Bermuda airport this week. A lot of guys, uh, uh, flying in, I think from Charlotte or uh, Atlanta yesterday, mm. were were uh, they 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 removed them from the flight because they were at at weight capacity. And then today, <clears throat> I've heard a bunch of the guys trying to fly in today. The airport is, you know, with the storm y'all are getting. The airport is uh, is kind of <laughs> shut down right now. We're struggling. Uh, yeah, I saw Brian Gay. I think had tweeted or said something that he got bumped, him and his wife had got bumped from from the flight uh, because of baggage issue, you know, weight issues. Um, these guys and that, you know, they got to start. It's like you know, Bryson walking around with his fifty-five pound golf bag. You know, they need to sort of dial it back. They got to, they got to go. Uh, you know, they got to go stand back. Don't worry about the tour bag. Um, uh, and uh, you know, take those uh, bottles of water out of it. But yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a shame. I mean, hopefully, obviously, everybody's able to get here. We've had some uh, some dropouts from. Uh, or, you know, I, I don't know if this, I don't, obviously I don't know how the kind of the structure of these things work in terms of people putting their names in and then pu pulling out sort of last minute, um, you know, Lanta Griffin, I see isn't playing anymore. Um, there've been a few others that have, 
So with Brendan Todd's not playing, I, I, you know, and I mean, Lanto Griffin was playing in the Zozo. So I don't, I don't really understand if he ever thought it would be a good idea to try and go straight from Japan to, to here, or he just kind of, the PGA tour, it just kind of rolled his name over, but hopefully we'll get a full field and, um, and everybody gets here and, and they're able to play. I think the weather's supposed to clear up uh, towards the end of the week, but really the, we need the wind. We need at least the wind to blow for it to kind of have some sort of uh, entertainment factor. Otherwise, these guys just, you know, they they just terrorise that golf course. So yeah. um, it's uh, it's always fun to watch them uh, out there. But um, yeah, you know, you want some you want some jeopardy for them. So uh, we need a we need a, a strong breeze if possible. But I'm not sure if that's going to come. Yeah, and that's over on the west side of the island, or like like kind of the west side of the uh, of the group of islands versus. Mid ocean yeah. is kind of right, right in the middle of, of the, you know, just, just east of Hamilton. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So we've got, I mean, we've got a lot of, uh, we've got a lot of golf courses here uh, for, you know, 62,000 people, whatever it is. Um, we have, I'd say, yeah, two, two championship courses, Mid Ocean and Port Royal. Um, so Port Royal, where they host the event, is, yeah, as you say, kind of that southwest corner of the island, just kind of on that, on that curve of the kind of, uh, you know, think about like a, almost like a scorpion's tail, like kind of where it kind of comes back around there. Um, that's where, that's where Port Royal is. We've got uh, an 18 hole par three course. We've got a nine hole course with two, two sets of tees. So it could be played as 18. Uh, we have two other kind of resort courses. And then we just, uh, um, a, a course that was previously kind of had fallen into disrepair um, uh, was bought by uh, the uh, a company that's just opened the St. Regis here. So that's up in St. George's. So they just reopened a, um, an 18 hole course there with, which is kind of, it's predominantly par threes, but it's, uh, it's good fun. And, and, you know, the landscape is great and you have kind of ocean views from pretty much everywhere on the course, which is sort of what you want here. The, the color of the ocean is, uh, is fantastic. I think we got two. I mean, two more things. We got to power rank something. And we got to talk grocery stores, right? Yeah, ex- <laughs> exactly. Um, I, w- I was thinking maybe power rank the cities on Bermuda, but I don't know. I was going to say the islands. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's parishes, right? So we've got nine parishes. So there's Devonshire, Hamilton, Paget, Pembroke, uh, Sands, Smiths, Southampton, St. George's, and Warwick. And then we've got two cities, which are Hamilton and St. George's. I mean, I would. Term, use the term city fairly loosely because they're, they're fairly small. But yeah, I mean, we could we could power rank the, the parishes, I guess. Uh, yeah, I think go about I, offending. Uh, yeah, I think we that, need to. You know, let's let's go top four. Top four parishes. Top four. Yeah. <laughs> top four parishes. Okay, I mean, you know, I would say probably number one, or should we start at number four? I think we start I mean, number which, four. Which way, yeah. which way do you want to do this? No, let's 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 keep the big reveal for last. <laughs> okay so i guess uh so i mean uh, you know number four uh i would say hamilton parish i think it's a it's a very it's a very pretty uh pretty pretty part of the island um and you know not the uh sorry harrington is so in, in, encompasses a lot of uh area body of water called harrington sound uh that is uh very nice to look at. Um, I, we used to live there before. It's lovely. It's also got, you know, I'm biased. It's got mid-ocean uh, based in it, so uh, which is obviously very, um, very special. Um, uh, the golf course. Um, number three, um, gosh, uh, I mean, let's throw, you know, Southampton in there. Um, of course. 
beautiful part of the island uh, <laughs> as well. I mean, it, you know, it's tough here. Everywhere is kind of, you know, you, you get up in a hill somewhere, you've got great views. So um, lots of people live out that way. It's got lots going for it. Unfortunately, the driving range that there is just shut down, but uh, hopefully they can do something. They can bring that back to life. But, you know, Port Royal's, uh, Port Royal's base there. Um, number uh, number two, I mean, you know, can't go wrong with uh, Paget. Um, um, you know, slightly close to town, you know, good looking properties, uh, easy commute to work, you know, that's not too, uh, not too bad. And, you know, I'll be selfish here. Number one, let's say St. George's in my wow. Island, uh, UNESCO, St. George's town itself is a UNESCO world heritage site. So it's got the oldest church in the Western hemisphere in it. Um, and, uh, or at least the, you know, kind of continuous place of worship. I think it might be, more correct to say, I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll find that in the mayor. Cul- I'm sure there'll be mayor culpers and uh, to come. I hope um, so. But uh, yeah, no, that's yeah. So you your top four. Um, but I mean, you know, it's tough. The, the, the island is is stunning. I mean, it's it, you don't you'll see on the TV coverage. They all they need to do is put a drone up and show that footage of uh, the par three sixteenth and the views over the water, and it's you know, it's it's unbelievable. It's crazy that that Hamilton, the city, is not in Hamilton, the parish. Yeah, added confusion for um, for those who are trying to get taxis places or book accommodation, probably. But uh, yeah, that's the Hamilton parish is, is is separate. I don't know why that. I don't know why that is. Um, but um, it's uh, you know. It is what it, it is what it is, but I mean, you know, that's that's how we, you know, all, all those names there, you know, it's all kind of they're, they're all stolen from from the UK. So although it was a, you know, the island was was founded by really colonized by the British, it, it was Bermuda itself was named after a Spanish explorer called Juan de Bermudez. So he came here in like the 1500s, I think, and saw it. I don't know how the name stuck, but um, uh, then the the Brits came along in kind of the early 1600s, and uh, they were meant they were trying to get to Jamestown. Um, and they ended up, um, uh, you know, shipwrecking here, um, and they stayed for a bit. Some of them went on to Jamestown and then ended up coming back and sort of, that's where it kind of built from. I feel like there should be a, uh, I don't know if it's sports or, or like some sort of rivalry between all of the British overseas territories. So like Gibraltar, Montserrat, mm, the yeah. Cayman Islands, the BVIs, I like what you're thinking, TC. There is, yeah, there is an island, an island games um, yeah. that you can. Uh, whether you knew about that or not, you just trying to team me up. I don't know, but they, uh, yeah, there, there is an island games. I, I'm not sure it's the frequency. It maybe once every four years, and yeah, you you kind of end up people end up going to play all the sports in in various far flung places of the world, um, be it. Uh, you know, here or as you say, yeah, Cayman or um, Faroe Islands, or you know, it, it encompasses quite a lot. I think it's not necessarily just British overseas territories. It's uh, it's you know, sort of island nations that want to um, you know, you know, sort of get their competitive juices flowing and uh, and and have have some bragging rights for for the foreseeable future. TC Sweden spent sends a uh, the Gotland. Do you know that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They they send a, a contingent to the island games. The island games oh. look awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we've had some. I know. I mean, I've known some people that have gone and played in it for 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 golf, um, and they always have a good time. I think it's fairly uh, 
fairly entertaining. It's obviously it's all amateur, um, and uh, you know they get to go and play some some fun courses uh, in the uh, location of choice that happens to be hosting it for that particular year. I feel like I, you know, I live on an island. I should be able to participate in the island game. <laughs> I, th- I think you're right. I think I think uh, what would we call it? The the Jacks the Jacks beaches should send yeah, a contingent. It, yeah, the you know some sort of the Tolomato or the, the Pablo Island. I don't know what uh, I'm not sure what the island is called, but I just know we live on an island. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, hey, you want to take it independent? You know, I don't know who you have to speak to in Jacks Jacksonville to 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 push for that. I don't know. I mean, I think I think a lot of people in the United States would probably allow us to go off on our own here in Florida. <laughs> so, um, what I, I grocery stores, I know we, we touched on it a little bit earlier. Is there, is, is it mostly smaller markets and everything or is, or is it kind of, a- so yeah, it's kind of, so there's some, there, there are some sort of core, um, brand, I say brands, there are some core supermarkets that are kind of on chains that are on the island. So marketplace, uh, is probably the biggest one. Um, uh, they have, you know, locations sort of across the island um, and they sell. The kind of the nice thing about Bermuda is that obviously that, you know, the expat community in, kind of, you know, encompasses a whole range of, of, of backgrounds and nationalities. You know, it's Brits, it's Canadians, it's Americans, it's South Africans, Australians, New Zealanders, Filipinos, Portuguese, you know, all, you know, wide, wide range of uh, individuals. And as a result, over time, the supermarkets have kind of, you know, catered their purchases and what they stock to accommodate all those different backgrounds. So, you know, being Scottish, you know, if I wanted to go and get some haggis, I can do that. But, you know, similarly, if you want to go and get some some good fish sauce, then that's also possible. So, yeah, so Marketplace is probably your biggest one. Um, one of my favorite things that happens in Marketplace is that the I don't know if they still do at the moment, so I'm not sure if they're still in their hot plate, but the local one of the local radio stations does do or used to do a live lunchtime announcement as to what was on the hot plate. Um, so <laughs> you, you would have this lady walking around the supermarket, invariably, obviously, it being Bermuda. She knows half the people in there anyway. So she's trying to announce what's going on the salad, on the hot plate, all the, and whilst on the radio, all at the same time, you know, trying to have a conversation with her buddy about, you know, the latest, latest gossip from, you know, what her friends are up to, all this sort of stuff. So that's pretty entertaining. Um, Supermart, uh, they are they they kind of have a couple. They have a couple of locations. They got one in town and then one out in St George's. They tend to stock uh, Waitrose um, supplies. So the bit one of the biggest supermarket chains in uh, the UK. Um, so you know that's kind of a lot, lot. A lot of the Brits like shopping there for sort of that some of their home home comforts. Um, Lindos, which I think is run by um, an Italian family, uh, or maybe they might be Portuguese. I'm not sure, um, but they got a couple of locations. They got, you know, good, good meat counter there. Um, Miles Market is probably your sort of the fancier end of things. So if you're looking to drop some money on uh, on a nice bit of wagyu or some mm-hmm. aged, you know, some that's aged, TC. aged beef. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's uh, the C-suite way, right? So, yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're looking to do that, then that's your that's your best bet. They got some they got some nice cuts there. Um, they, they're right on the water in town. So when the America's Cup was here in 2017, they were doing some silly business servicing all of the big boats that were uh, oh, yeah. that were in the harbor there. I think so. Um, yeah, that's that's great. And then you kind of got some other, you know, a few cash and carries. You know, kind of few places that are open. You know, all the time. Um, you know, whenever you want to go. Um, 
Uh, and then we've also got some farmers markets, which is great. So Watson's is a big one in the West End. Uh, Windybank Farm, which is somewhere I try and go to on uh, on Saturdays and sort of more in, uh, up, up our end in, in Devonshire. Uh, and then there's a guy, um, J&J, who does a sort of a roadside uh, sort of market stall on Saturday mornings as well. So, but then, and then, you know, you've got other people that are trying to be entrepreneurial and they're just selling stuff at the side of the road. They're selling fresh fish at the side of the road. Um, you know, so you drive around enough, you'll be able to find things. You know, sometimes if you're trying to do whatever, you know, trying to do dinner party, whatever, sometimes you end up going to like two or three different places just to try and make sure that you get everything that you need. But, you know, it, it's just because some supermarkets stock different things. So you, you get used to it. You have to manage it accordingly. Um, and, um, you know, it, you, you make up for it, um, uh, you know, going to all these, uh, going to all these different places. So it's, uh, it's good fun. Last question. Rum, <laughs> rum swizzle or a dark and stormy? Oh my gosh. Oh. There, there is a correct answer to this. <laughs> So I'm going to go, I'm going to offer you a third, uh, I'm going to offer you a third category here. So I, uh, whilst those are both great drinks, um, you know, generational Gosling's family, um, you know, supplying the, the, the best rum that you can get. Um, I like a gold, a golden ale. So, so Gosling's do a, a gold rum, um, um, so it's slightly lighter. Uh, with uh, ginger ale, that is for me. That's that's what I would choose to drink. Dark and Stormies are great. Yes. they're a little. Yes, they're a little. Too, you know, you can get you can get yourself in big trouble very quickly on those. Um, and but they're very tasty. Uh, they're quite. They're a little too sweet for me. But um, you know, I've had a I've, I've had a couple uh, for sure. Uh, they also sell them in the can, which is uh, which is quite something. Um, and then, yeah, the, the rum swizzle is great. You know that that will be the the death of many a many a, a new expat to the island when they have a you know a couple of those at, at a happy hour in town and 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 wonder why they're not seeing straight by kind of seven o'clock in the evening. So yeah, they're pretty uh, they're pretty naughty. They're pretty naughty as well. But yeah, I mean, so the, the the rum itself is not actually it's illegal to distill rum in Bermuda. So the rum itself is distilled in the Caribbean, uh, so Trinidad or, or the Bahamas, I think, and then it's brought here, and then they blend the rum in Bermuda. So uh, no, no, no distillation happening here. You can brew, you can brew beer. So there's a couple of kind of craft brewing operations here, which uh, you know people are enjoying and s- supporting. So uh, that's that's great to see, and you know, um, but no, that uh, obviously Gosling's rum, and then there's some, you know, there's some, there's a Bermuda gin company that again will distill it off island and then bring it down here and uh, mix it uh, accordingly, and then and then sell it from there. But yeah, I don't know. What do you guys go for when you a dark and stormy or a or a swizzle? Mm-hmm. Have you had have you had either both? I've never had a swizzle. I've had many many a dark and stormy as I know Randy had. Oh, dark and stormy <laughs> all day. I, I love yeah. them. Well, you should, you'll come down. I'll, I'll get you. A, I'll get you a gold nail after a, after a round of golf, and you'll uh, we'll, we'll see if you can uh, see what you think of uh, of that. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. I said on the on the food side of things. I mean, I think you know the kind of the big the two big things here that I think people think of. Uh, they think of Bermuda, obviously, kind of fish centric, given the fact that we are an island. So there's fish chowder, which is kind of made up of all of the the less uh, celebrated parts of the fish, shall we say, you know, the heads and the bones and all the rest of it, but it is beautiful. You have that with a bit of rum and, and some sherry peppers 
on a day like today, you know, it is truly dark and stormy out here. Um, uh, it's wonderful, very warming. And then um, fish sandwich, uh, which is, you know, a, a sort of a, it's a, it's definitely a meal unto itself. Um, you know, it could come on white, brown, raisin bread, uh, but typically it's kind of a, a, a fried uh, or sort of battered um, snapper, wahoo or, or, or grouper with uh, like some lettuce, tomato, a bit of cheese maybe, a bit of tartar sauce. And the, the thickness of these things is, you know, there's definitely enough fish uh, to enjoy, but, you know, it's kind of like a, I don't know what I equate, like going to Katz's Deli in, in New York, right, with a pastrami sandwich, you're getting as, you know, as an equal amount of, of, of fish as you would do pastrami and you know really half of the one of those sandwiches is enough to uh to enjoy for lunchtime some people will go for two and then probably be asleep at their desks uh in the afternoon but um yeah those those two are uh, good uh, must-haves if you're if you're going to come down here fabulous fabulous uh david this was a ton of fun uh this conversation has really sparked a a desire to go see bermuda for myself so awesome. I appreciate. well yeah. hey i mean you know it's very it's very accessible we're only two and a half hours i mean i don't know what you're i guess but are you are you are you fully invested in the delta program now are you uh, yes yes yeah okay well there we go so come through atlanta um and and you get a direct flight out here in kind of two and a half hours um very easy um and yeah it's you know would love to have you i think you know Selfishly, I you know, obviously really enjoying tourist sauce, but I think this place would be prime for that because we've got all the different types of uh, courses that uh, you could want for it. Uh, it's not quite in the strat mentality. I don't think you could get very far on a five hundred dollar budget <laughs> for, for 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 a weekend. Love but, to see that. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, you struggle with that, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's great. We love it here. Hopefully, I mean. Uh, you know, the, uh, it'll show well again on, on TV this, uh, this week. And, you know, we've got some, some local qualifiers, which is, uh, which is great to see. Um, so what actually one of the, uh, one of the assistant pros from, from mid ocean is playing, um, as well as one of our members, uh, and, um, probably the coolest story of the week is a, a guy called Brian, uh, Hollis, who is, uh, he's a pro here. He's a pro at, uh, not at ocean view. Um, and he is currently battling terminal, uh, well, stage four, um, uh, brain cancer. Um, and his pros, I think banded together and said, or tried to try to figure out a way that he could, um, get, um, an, you know, a sponsor's exemption basically into the event. Um, so he is playing, uh, this week as well, which is amazing and, uh, will be a great experience for, for him. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool to see. Awesome. That uh, I didn't know about that, so we'll definitely keep an eye on uh, his his play this weekend. So, uh, David, we'll we'll let you go. Thank you so much again, and uh, tell your dad we might have to get him on for a Scottish uh, <laughs> a trap draw at some point. He is he is not a golfer, which I guess for the trap draw is perfect. Perfect. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. He could, he, he could talk to you about trains and gardens all you like uh, in Scotland. So he'll, yeah, he'd be great for, he'd be great for that. But guys, thank you very much for having me and uh, love all that you do. Keep doing what you do. And uh, thank you very much indeed.
and Ziploc that Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap I remember nights, I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper Hey, Now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper The absolute truth, yeah, no joke